0: Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Amen. Good morning, church. Wow, yeah, there we go. We're uh, seeking the Lord together. I'm so glad he's here. I'm so glad his presence presence is here. And I'm excited to bring a word this morning that I feel like the Lord's put on my heart. And this morning I'm going to talk about have you shown up. And uh, if you're here right now, you've shown up. So way to go. If you're online, hey, you've shown up and you're here. But I want to talk about that and there's a couple different areas there. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this time together. Father, thank you for your word, and as you're speaking loudly and clearly. Father, I pray that we listen to you. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit speaks. And Jesus, thank you that you are here and that you love us. And thank you for your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Zeb Swanson. I'm an associate pastor here. Our senior pastor, he's on vacation with his family. We love him. We're so glad that he's able to get away. And uh, I I don't speak often, but I do feel like the Lord gives me words at times. And I do feel like the Lord has uh, has, has, has gifted me in different areas. I want to share one time when I... I had an awesome time of speaking. And this was back in 2013. I was on a mission trip in Ecuador, and it was over Easter weekend. And our team leader was like, Zeb, we really feel like you're supposed to speak tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, awesome. So we stayed in host homes, and uh, I went up on the top of the roof overlooking um, at Quito. We were in Ecuador, overlooking the city. And I, I prayed, and I'm like, okay, Jesus, what, what, what do you have for me? And I ended up talking about the resurrection power of Jesus. Thank you Jesus that was awesome. It was one of the most fruitful times, it was one of the easiest times and it was one of the most exciting times I've ever had speaking. And when I got back that night, I went back up to the rooftop and I journaled and I said, "Lord, if this is what speaking's like, then count me in. I am I am all in." And I feel like there's times in our lives where it seems like it's flowing, it's super easy, where it's like, hey, the Lord's obviously on you, where it's so, so the door is wide open, it's like a 50-foot wide door, you're like, oh, hey, this is what I'm supposed to walk through, this is awesome, and then I feel like there's other times where you're uh, banging your head against the wall, and you're like, okay, Jesus, I don't know what's going on, did I do something wrong, I don't know, and um, I want us to think about how we show up. Are we showing up in life? Or are we just checking a box? There's times where his favor is undeniable and it's like, oh hey, thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. There's times also where it's like, okay, Jesus, where are you? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not walking in the path that he has for you. Are we waiting for Jesus to show up? Or are we coming here? Are we coming before his presence? Are we coming hungry and expectant? Are we showing up just to check a box? Or we're showing up because we have a desire to see God move. There's a, we 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 need something more than just going through. We need we need real hunger. Because hunger leads to expectation and expectation leads to action. When I when I show up just to check a box, when I show up just because something is normal and just because it's what I'm supposed to do, I lose my emotions behind that. I lose my drive behind that. I can, I can come to church. I've been a pastor here for almost eight years, and I can come to church and say, hey, I, I shook hands, I said hi, I smiled, I got excited. But if I'm not engaging with what the Lord is doing, if I'm not seeking him and saying, Jesus, we need you, Jesus, I can't do this without you, then I've missed my moment. Our walk with Jesus, we have actions. It leads to actions. It leads to us doing something. And we have to have a hunger to see him move in order to have those actions. How can two people be in the same environment but have drastically different outcomes? There's, there's a lot of things that can go into that, but I want to speak to that person's perspective. Two people can be in the same place. The Lord can be moving one person can totally miss it because we're focused on something else, because our heart isn't ready. Well, the other person, they are hungry, they're expectant, they want to see Jesus move. So even when they hear just a little snippet of the Holy Spirit over here, they're like, okay, yes, I'm here. Church, we, I, I want us to be hungry. I, I want us to have expectation. I, I, I don't want us to just go through the motions and say, oh, I'm, I'm checking off boxes. I want to be ex- focused on experiencing God. And what does hunger look like? And as I was preparing, I thought of a wonderful illustration of what hunger looks like. Um, I like coffee. Yes, and coffee's really, really a blessing. But Andy and I, we were driving to eastern Washington to get a gift for his dad. And I said, hey, Andy, while we go over there, we need to stop at Moon's Mongolian Grill. And uh, if you don't know what Moon's Mongolian Grill is, you are missing out. My wife will say otherwise, but it's a a Mongolian grill place where you can eat all you can eat, and I get plates of meat, so go ahead and throw, yep, that's my plate down there. It's just solid meat, and it's fantastic. Um, But... While we were driving over, we stopped in Ellensburg. I'm like, oh, what time is it? You know, We're going to stop at Moon's probably in three and a half hours. I don't know if I should get coffee now because I wanted to be hungry. I was so excited about Moon's Mongolian Grill that I, I made sure I was going to be hungry when I was there. I made sure to hold off on coffee, hold off on other things because I didn't want anything to rob my experience at Moon's Mongolian Grill. Church, like, that. this is how Zeb should be excited about Jesus. Like, uh, do, I, do, I want to see, do I want nothing to take away from what the Lord wants to do? Yes, on Sunday morning, but how about on Monday when I go to work? How about on Tuesday when you play with your grandkids? When you go to school, do you want to be so hungry for Jesus that nothing's going to take away from that encounter that he has for you? Are we excited about the meal that Jesus is offering us, that he's inviting us into? He's inviting us into relationship. What is it that actually moves us? a good sermon, a convicting video. It's the Lord moving our heart. He softens our heart. Yes. Church, when when our hearts are broken, when we find something that breaks the father's heart, that is when we have passion. That is something that drives us forward. That's 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 why we need to spend time in his word. That's why we need to spend time in prayer seeking his face and saying, "Jesus, what does this look like?" What are you hungry for in your life? In other words, when you're with Jesus, what are you hungry for? What are you expecting? What are you expecting with your relationship with Jesus? I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm expecting peace, I'm expecting wisdom, I'm expecting joy. I, I toss it out there, if you're not expecting much from your walk with Jesus, then that's kind of what you'll get. As we make time for him in our life, as we run after his promises, we're going to continue to see him show up time and time again. What are we running after? Jeremiah 29:13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. What does it look like to seek the Lord with His whole heart, with your whole heart? And right here I can get into trouble because I can tell you, oh, for Zeb, this is what it looks like for Zeb to seek the Lord with his whole heart. So therefore, this is what it looks like for you to seek the Lord with your whole heart. Well, the Lord is looking at the heart So even if we're doing the exact same thing, it's where where is our heart at as we seek the Lord? When we come together, when we worship, when we pray, where, where is our heart at? If I make a list and I accomplish that list, and my mindset is to say, hey, I'm doing all the right things, I'm no longer pursuing him, I'm just pursuing those things. I move out of relationship and into religion when my heart focuses on the actions more than the person of Jesus. What, what does that look like to pursue Jesus with your entire heart, to seek him with your entire heart? I, there is some action involved in that. But before that, we have to know what we're hungry for. We have to say, okay, Jesus, well, what am I running after? What do I want to see in my life? Um, five years ago, on Friday, it was our f- five-year anniversary for my wife and I. Woo! I know five years for some of you guys, I'm like, hey, thank you for you who have decades. But for us, we're pretty excited about that. And as I was, as I was sermon prepping and preparing, um, I have to confess a little bit here. I pursued my wife way better when we were dating than when we got married. Um, I did all sorts of crazy things. She's from Moses Lake. I, I drove there and back in like a day just to, to say hi and to get coffee. Um, I, I remember one time, I think it was a a letter I wrote or it was a poem. I wrote it and then I glued it to cardboard and I cut it out in puzzle pieces and then I gave her different puzzle pieces. And she loved that. And I'm like, hey, that's awesome. And when we were dating, I was talking to one of my high school best friends, and I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm going to do this on our next date, and then I'm going to do this on our next date. And I had all these plans. And he's like, Zeb, I wish you could bottle that up, that that energy, that enthusiasm, that desire. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I wish you could bottle that up, and then later you could open it up and have a little bit more of those that emotion, have more of that drive. I'm like, what are you talking about? Then after we got married, may, maybe two months later, I was like, Brittany, what's for dinner? Like, it, the, the, I... I the thing is, is I had checked away from pursuing, discovery and exploring, and I had checked into, I'm going to protect, I'm going to provide, I'm going to maintain. But, but my wife still wanted to, still wanted the discovery. My wife still wanted the pursuit. She still wanted exploring. I had unknowingly checked into different boxes. And is that not with what some of our walk with Jesus looks like? Jesus is the bridegroom of the church. The bridegroom, yep, Jesus, yeah. And as we pursue him, as we seek him, sometimes when we come to Jesus, we're so excited. We're saying, hey, I found Jesus. This is awesome. I can think of people when they come to Jesus and they are so excited and they tell everyone about it. And then, unfortunately, we switch into a different box of just maintaining. We switch into a different box of saying, oh, okay, this this is what normal is where Jesus is inviting us every day to explore, every day he's got an adventure for us, every day he's speaking to us. Can we be hungry for Jesus like that? What does it look like for us to seek him with our whole heart? Father, I pray right now, Jesus, as you're revealing things, that you're speaking specifically to people, specifically to what that looks like for us to seek him with our whole heart. I thank you that you love us all individually and that you can speak to us all at different times. In Jesus' name, amen. If Jesus asks us to seek him in a certain way, I encourage you to do that. Even if it is extremely uncomfortable, even if it looks really awkward, and even if it doesn't make sense. Because if the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, if he's saying, hey, this is this is what it looks like, son, daughter. I I want to encounter you here. I want to meet you here. He's gonna be faithful. He will meet us there. When I, when I went to ministry school in California, um I went down there and I I I told Jesus I'm like okay Jesus I'll do whatever you want me to do. It's gonna be awesome. Except please don't have me wave flags, and. Uh, for some reason in my brain, that was something that was super uncomfortable, and that was something that I was like, "Okay, Jesus, I'll do anything." And sure enough, two months into it, that we were at a, um, a Sunday night worship night, we were worshiping. I had my hands raised high. I was encountering Jesus, and then I felt something in my hand, and it was it was it was a wooden dowel with a flag on it, and uh, this middle-aged, older German lady, Heidi, she she gave this to me. And I wasn't quite sure what she's saying because her accent was really thick. But I knew the Lord was saying, Zeb, where's your comfort level? Zeb, do you trust me? So I waved the flag. I, I worship Jesus. I had an encounter. I, I said, Jesus, I'm going to put you first in everything, above my comfort, above things that, make, that I don't want to do. Because, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I want to seek you wholeheartedly. Even if that looks like waving a flag. Even if that looks like stepping out and praying for someone. Even if that looks like giving someone $100. Like, Jesus, what, is it, what does the action look like for me to follow you? What does it look like to create space for you? What does it look like to seek you? One aspect of, of uh, seeking the Lord is showing up. And are you showing up? I, I invited two people to come here and play football. So Malachi, can you come up? Tanner, can you come up? I need my football. Yes. So I told these young men, I'm like, hey, you guys are going to play football on Sunday. And uh, this is how Malachi came. And this is, this is how Tanner came. He's, he's ready. So Tanner, I want you to tackle Malachi. No, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> but Tanner is passionate about football. Malachi, he might be passionate about football. We don't know. But, but when I said, hey, I want you guys to play football, Tanner showed up and he was prepared. Tanner showed up and he was expectant. Malachi, I mean, he still showed up, like, that's good. You need 11 people to play a team. But but what does that look like when the Lord asks us to show up? Are are we prepared? Thanks, guys. I feel like there's been too many times in my life where I show up and the Lord's like, Zeb, you're here, but, but are you really here? I can I can show up physically, but is my heart here? Are my emotions here? Am I engaging? Am I hungry to see Him move? I I, I invite us to say, uh, I I know I, I I was convicted of this and I had to repent and I'll have to repent of that. But Jesus, please help me to be excited. Please help me to be prepared. Please help me to be say, Jesus, what does this look like? I am here. I am ready. Another uh, a biblical example of this. Um, of someone who was there but probably didn't show up would be Judas. He, Ju- the disciples were with Jesus for three, three and a half years, but Judas never let go of something. Jesus- Judas was there; he was in his proximity, but it obviously didn't take heart, didn't take effect in his heart. John 13:21 through 25. After Jesus had said this, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified. Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which one of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to his disciple and said, ask him which one he means. If, if Judas was a Debbie Downer, and if Judas was a scrub all by himself, the disciples wouldn't have to know, wouldn't have to ask who it was. Judas was there. He was, he was with Jesus. He was one of the guys. Like, the disciples had no idea who was going to betray him. Just because I, I can show up in church, I can, I can lift my hands, but the Lord's looking at our heart. Is our heart fully seeking him? Are we seeking him with our full heart? We, we, we can go through the motions, but the Lord's inviting us to, to give him his, our hearts, and he's inviting us to seek him all the way. When we actually show up, are we showing up? And this isn't just connected to a Sunday morning. I want to let you know, like, thank you, Jesus, that our walk with Jesus is more than just a Sunday morning. I need him on a Monday. I need him on a Wednesday. I need him on a Saturday. What does that look like to show up in your life? What does it look like to show up and and read your Bible? Are you showing up when you read your Bible? We need this word every day. And there's so much different forms of truth out there where this is the only form of truth that we can rely on. It's the only form of truth that we need. How do we walk through Scripture? How do we show up? It's by inviting His presence. It's by asking him saying, Jesus, I, I don't have it figured out, but you do, so please help me. I invite you to show up while you read your word, while you read the truth. Also, showing up by going to work when I was down in California, I worked at Kmart for two and a half years. I was at the customer service there, and I loved my coworkers. It it was, it was so much fun. There was some that I didn't see eye to eye with, and some, but I, I had a great time talking with them, uh, hanging out with them. I remember I would... Uh, Because I was at the customer service, I would call Code C for extra cashiers to come up. And Judy, she was like a 60-some-year-old lady. She was like, yay, hi. And she would come up here and say, oh, Zebby. And uh, I would give her a hug. And she's like, I'm not going to tell my husband about that. And... I I would just love on Judy, and I would just talk to her, and I would like I, I prayed for some of my coworkers. I got an opportunity to talk to some of them, and just because when I showed up, I wasn't just counting money, I wasn't just helping people check out. I'm like, hey, these people, they they get, to know, they 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 could be my best friends. They could be the ones that they need to know Jesus. Like, what does this opportunity look like? And I won't say that all of my coworkers, like, I didn't hit it off with all of them, but I will say that I tried, and I was being faithful, and I showed up. Like, what a privilege to be able to love these people well. Now, 10 years later, as I see some of their posts on Facebook, am I going to show up with those relationships? Am I still going to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying and say, hey, should I reach out to this person, or am I just going to check a box and move on? Some 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 relationships we have no idea what our small little listening to of the Holy Spirit, our small little faithful reaching outs will actually be. Are we seeking the Lord with our whole heart? Are we actually showing up in life? Some good news, well, I, I think this is good news, is uh even as we do this, you're not going to get it right all the time. I wanna I want to give you guys some relief from that. I think often we think our walk with Jesus is super high stakes. We think our, like, every every single thing is, is super high stakes. And I want to let you know that as we stumble, as we trust Jesus, when we're walking in faith, he's going to be there with us. Just like Willem read in uh, Psalm 73, he was with us the entire time. So, well, the story about this is is uh, Matthew 14, 22 through 23. I encourage you to read this later. But, this is when Jesus walked on water and Peter stepped out of the boat and he walked on water as well. And then he started sinking. Did, did, did Peter try? Yes. yes. Did he walk on water? Yes. Yeah. Did it not work out? Eh. <laughs> did, did, did he fail? Eh. Like he's the only one that got out of the boat. Like I think we're so afraid of failing. We're so afraid of taking a step. We're so afraid of taking a risk because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't, but Jesus does. And as he breathes on us, as as he invites us into things, take that step, say yes, show up. The reason why so many people are afraid to fail is because they don't know their identity. They don't know that they are truly loved. So if they mess up, that affects their entire being. That's the whole point of being a son and a daughter. That's the whole point of being loved and knowing that he created you in his image is because then we can go through life with that boldness. Then we can go through life with that identity of knowing that he's prepared for us. And church, this is what it looks like. People are dying for that. Literally, people are dying because they don't know who they are. And as in sons and daughters, we're supposed to be loving people. We're supposed to be shining. We're supposed to be telling them that they have a purpose, that they have a calling, that Jesus loves them and he died for them so that they can have life eternally. Church, people need that. They they need to know that there's more than life. They need to know that there's more than just them. Honestly. What is Jesus inviting you into? What moments is he inviting you to speak life, to love, to say yes to? I believe that some of us have had really sweet experiences in the presence of God. We've either had awesome worship times, alone times, just reading your Bible, you've seen someone get healed. Maybe there was an incredible time where the Lord spoke to you and convicted you, and those are incredible. But the Lord wants to continue to speak to us. He wants to continue to take us from glory to glory. He wants to continue to show up in our lives. Please, Jesus, move in our hearts today. Father, help me not to stay in maintain mode. Father, help me to switch to discovering you, to exploring you, to walking with your Holy Spirit and seeing what you have for me today. Two points I want to end with. Um, Several weeks ago, Andy was talking about fridge rights and how as a son, as a daughter, you can walk into your parents' house and uh, you can help yourself to the fridge anytime. That's awesome. Thank you, Jim, for always having Dr. Pepper. And I can walk into his fridge and get Dr. Pepper. Um, But we have access to God's fridge as a son and daughter. That is true. But if you're not hungry for what's in his fridge, you're not going to go in there and you're not going to take anything out. So often we are so full of other things that we aren't really hungry for what the Lord has in his fridge for us. In his fridge, there's peace. In his fridge, there's joy. In his fridge, there's purpose. In the fridge, there's power. But if I'm just chilling, just doing something else, if I'm full, if I'm not really hungry, I'm eating all these other things, then why do I need to get into the fridge? Church, the hunger to see him move draws us to say, I need this and to take it out. May our hunger lead to expectation and may that lead to action. Proverbs twelve twenty four. If you want to reign in life, don't sit on your hands. Instead, work hard at doing what's right. I want to reign in my own life. I want to be proactive. I want to take dominion. I don't want to just show up and let life happen. I want to happen life. I want to happen to life. And my prayer is all of you do too. My prayer is that you want to happen to life. That you want to bring the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. Jesus told us to go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit into all the world, Ferndale, Whatcom County, Washington State, the entire world. Like, we're, we're here. He's called you. He's given you a sphere of influence that no one else has to happen to life. Are we getting ready as we show up? Are, are we prepared? Or are we, uh, we going to show up with all the gear on, the full armor of God? Are we just going to show up and check a box? Our life is not our own, and we are invited to make a difference. Each of us has a part to play. And my hope is that you feel that you realize that that's an invitation. If you're still breathing, the Lord still has incredible things for you. Your your words are important. Your prayers are powerful. He's inviting us to show up, and he's got incredible things for us. If, if anyone is here, if you're listening and you feel like you're missing out, if you feel like you don't have that relationship with Jesus, please talk to one of the pastoral staff after service. You can send us an email or you can come up here and talk to us. We want to let you know that you have a plan, you have a purpose, and that Jesus is inviting us into more. Let's close in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for your truth. Thank you for your love. Father, I pray that you, as you speak to our hearts right now, that we will say yes. Father, thank you that you're continually renewing our mind, and that you're inviting us each and every day to step into our identity as sons and daughters. Thank you for the invitation, and thank you for your love. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I hope you enjoy your Sunday. Thank you so much, and show up with life, and you can play football with Tanner later. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.